What are we going to talk about today? Let's look back at episode three. What is the Paris Climate Accord for the answer? Governments may need to innovate economic incentives to promote clean energy, a price on carbon. Yep, we're finally talking about putting a price on carbon, or better known as carbon credits. My name is Dylan Westheimer, and this is EnviroCast, the podcast about everything environmental. For today's episode, I interviewed Jillian Kaloff. Jillian Kaloff is the Vice President of Operations at Climate Action Reserve. Climate Action Reserve is an organization that is committed to mitigating climate change through market-based programs, and its main program is running a carbon offset or carbon credits registry. When I sat down with Jillian, the first question I asked her was, So in an earlier podcast, we actually... Uh, this uh, my inter uh, interviewee actually uh, a- uh, talked a little bit about uh, carbon offsets, and so can you tell me a little bit about carbon offsets, or they're sometimes called carbon credits? Can you tell me what they are? Absolutely. So a carbon offset, as you mentioned, also sometimes referred to as a carbon credit, represents one metric ton of greenhouse gas, in um, in other words, carbon dioxide, that has been reduced, removed, or sequestered from the atmosphere. And there are several different ways um, that this can be achieved by different kinds of projects. For example, forests sequester carbon, so forest projects can generate carbon offsets. Agricultural practices like using organic fertilizer in place of synthetic fertilizer can also reduce carbon emissions. Um, So what's known as a nitrogen management project can also generate credits. Another example is gas emitted at landfills um, and capturing and destroying gas, that gas can result in carbon offsets. And there are many more types of projects. Carbon offset registries like the Climate Action Reserve create guidelines for creating projects like forestry, agricultural practices, and landfill gas projects, and then work with other companies known as project developers to create projects. If those project developers' projects meet the guidelines for reducing greenhouse gas emissions or sequestering greenhouse gas emissions, one carbon offset for each metric ton of carbon dioxide reduced or sequestered is issued. Each carbon offset is uh, intangible, um, but it has a serial number that is attached to it to be able to to track its existence in the carbon market. And the Climate Action Reserve tracks carbon offsets in its online registry. Okay, so you said you've worked with, you work with companies and you work with these project developers, you were calling them. Why do you work with companies instead of the government? What are the benefits of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So working with companies and the private sector directly in a carbon market allows companies the flexibility to meet their legal or voluntary emissions reductions. Um, That is allowing a carbon market to essentially flourish for climate helps fund the development of emissions reductions projects, 
through self-sustaining finance rather than just through government grants or foundation grants because the carbon offsets that are generated are bought and sold for a price. Um, that price tends to vary, but often, for example, the average market rate for one credit in the voluntary market for a forestry project is about $9. So there's a, there's a price associated with that. Uh, and carbon offsets can be used as a way for um, companies to help offset their emissions or meet their carbon neutrality goals. So you can said that uh, one reason the uh, companies use it is because if they're meeting uh, legal goals or maybe they want to make some extra money by selling it. Who is the buyer of the carbon offsets and why might they be buying the carbon offsets? That's a great question. So oftentimes the buyer is a, a company who is either um, legally required to reduce or um, offset their emissions, or sometimes it's voluntary. Companies want to, to demonstrate um, that they're doing their part to help reduce their emissions and they will buy them voluntarily uh, to, to help um, offset their emissions or meet their carbon neutrality goals. So companies will measure their carbon footprints, taking into account things like travel, energy usage, and other factors. They'll, they'll determine what their annual emissions are, and they can use carbon offsets as a way to help offset those emissions. Individuals can also use um, carbon offsets. Um, individuals like myself, I have, I have calculated our family's um, emissions using on, an online calculator, um, taking into account things like travel, and the carbon offsets retailer who will help you um, acquire the number of offsets you need to, uh, to offset your own personal emissions. And I think that's someone that our list, something that our listeners can do uh, after this podcast. They can go and calculate their own emissions for their family. And then if they want to, they can buy offsets for it. Um, so... You've talked about the reason that companies will buy it is maybe they can't uh, reduce their emissions, so they'll offset their emissions. Uh, but how do offsets help the planet? Yeah, that's a terrific question. So offsets can benefit the planet in many ways. Um, as we've been talking about, they can help mitigate climate change by reducing greenhouse gas emissions from a variety of sources. They can also have secondary benefits and at Climate Action Reserve, we built in to our program what we call co-benefits. For example, a forestry project can create other environmental benefits such as sustaining natural forest ecosystem processes, protecting habitat and species in forests, and other benefits um, to the environment. They can also create what's called social co-benefits, such as creating jobs. So there's a variety of different ways the carbon offsets can help the planet beyond just the climate uh, benefits. Um, that's great. And so uh, are carbon offsets a permanent or are they a temporary answer to fighting climate change? Are they something we could see in the future or are they just until we can put some more action into place? Terrific question. And I, I think that um, when done, with a, when done with a high level of integrity, carbon offsets can definitely be a permanent answer to fighting climate change. 
when a company buys carbon offsets and essentially retires them, meaning the carbon offsets can no longer be bought or sold, that retirement represents a permanent reduction or removal of greenhouse gas from the atmosphere, which is a really good thing. And I think we will probably see carbon offsets in a carbon market for many, many years to come, although there's always new innovations coming. And so it'll be interesting to continue tracking this into the future and see how this um, market continues to exist and develop. And one last question. So when I was doing research on carbon offsets for this interview, I came across an article that said that sometimes carbon offsets are used to burn methane from landfills, which I guess they said that the burning of methane is better than just letting it in the atmosphere. But, you know, it's not that much better. So how does Climate Action Reserve make sure that the money from carbon offsets is going to a good cause? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, the, the gas you mentioned, methane, is very potent greenhouse gas. And so these particular projects really do have an environmental benefit. Um, we, we are sort of the, the, um, the voluntary place where these projects are developed and registered and tracked. And then the financial side of it um, it's a little bit beyond what we do, but um, but we are sort of uh, following climate policy, um, often in um, the, the federal space and the state, uh, in, in different states, and working to ensure that the funds from climate uh, carbon offsets are going to uh, positive projects. So they may be going to things that impact local communities, um, or other environmental benefits. So it's something that we track and follow, but um, our, our role is really just in the registry side. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. My name is Dylan Westheimer, and you're listening to EnviroCast. I would like to thank Jillian Kaloff for letting me interview her. I would like to thank Justin Westheimer for the music that you heard in this podcast episode. And as usual, I would like to thank my family for supporting me in my podcast. That's all I have for today. See you next week on Monday.